Welcome to the Relationships Inside Out podcast with Drs. Gregory Sieber and Kimberly Murray, licensed marriage and family therapists. Join them on this journey as they explore the ins and outs of relationships. Welcome to Relationships Inside Out today, where we're going to talk about perfectionism. Perfectionism, it's pervasive in our culture and many cultures. It actually is, yeah. And, and they're showing like a huge increase in perfectionism across many, many cultures. Mm-hmm. What do you think has led to that? It's a good question. I'm dumbfounded by it. I mean, I engage in perfectionism myself. So what does perfectionism look like? Let's start there. Yeah. Well, so there's healthy and unhealthy perfectionism. Hmm. So unhealthy perfectionism is driven by fear, fear of failing. Hmm. Healthy perfectionism or healthy is when you're goal-oriented and, and you're doing it for the enjoyment of the challenge and you're not beating yourself up when it doesn't work out that way because you don't fear failing, right? You're just working endlessly and tirelessly to meet some goal, but then there's the perfectionism where you feel like you failed if you don't meet that. So, Ooh. so you're even challenging my perspective of perfectionism because for me, the latter is just being goal-oriented, not necessarily mm-hmm. striving for perfect, right? Yeah. Interesting. Perfectionism is a tough one, right? Because it looks different for different people. Yeah. It surrounds different topics for different people. Yeah. Whether it is career goals, grades, body image, relationships, mm-hmm. your house, whatever it might be. But this idea that I'm working towards being perfect in this realm or all realms. Yeah. And if we if we look at perfectionism, like the unhealthy and the reason why to be perfect is often because we want either a sense of control. Mm-hmm. If we're perfect, then we can control and predict what's happening, which relieves some anxiety. Control the narrative. Control the narrative, or we're going to um, protect ourselves from some criticism or judgment, mm-hmm. right? So it's this fear of, of failing ourselves or other people. Mm-hmm. And you might get this as a kid growing up from a narrative from a parent mm-hmm. in terms of what they say regarding when you make a mistake. Really mm-hmm. comes down to the meaning of what does mistakes mm-hmm. mean for you? Are they a learning opportunity or do they equate to failure? Or, or kind of deeper than that is your self-worth mm-hmm. is not succeeding at something product of your self-worth, mm-hmm. or is it just the next step in life? I think about successful business owners. The majority of them have failed multiple times, True, right? Multiple times, but they haven't given up. They just kept trying. They're like, okay, yeah, next venture, mm-hmm. which is baffling to me. I think it would crush me. I think mine's a little <laughs> more tied to self-worth for me. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I wish I didn't, but I'm a perfectionist too. And it's, It's hard to move out of that space. Even if we know in our brains, perfectionism isn't healthy Mm -hmm. or isn't where we want to live. It's really hard to move out of that thought pattern. And and the problem with perfectionism is like, okay, well, so what if I'm perfect? Well, there's a lot of things that come come with it, like obsessive compulsive disorder, Mm -hmm. eating disorder, sometimes suicide impulsivity come with this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, of problems and mental kind of disorders Mm -hmm. and things like that, that come from a uh, perfectionism. I think low self-esteem over the time of continuing to beat yourself mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. for not meeting your, whatever that perceived goal is. And that's the problem. We talk about perfectionism. Perfect is never attainable. So when you're not able to meet that, what does that mean? And that's mm-hmm. really the difference. Did you fail or was it a, a challenge? And, and sure. maybe it was too much. Let's back off a little bit and let's try, try a different way. I think about the fragility of mental health when we're in perfectionism, right? The slightest misstep, the slightest mistake or a big mistake can be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Right. I see this in my clients. I see this in myself. I really work on this with my own parenting, right? So not yeah. instilling the same beliefs in my kids. Yeah. Well, you see perfectionism a lot in parenting. These parents, when they did yes. something and like, I'm a horrible parent and you hear the language, 
that's really the key is the language. What is the language being said and told when something happens and mm-hmm. they make a mistake with a child? They're screwed up for life. And, you know, they're, oh, I hear that daily. I mess their future up. And, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases, depending on the extreme of it, maybe, but most of the time, the majority of the time, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's how you handle it, too, right? Mm-hmm. So in our house, my daughter calls it us being silly, like if we make a wrong turn or say a potty word or whatever. But if she makes a mistake, okay, okay, mm-hmm. what would you do different next time? What do you want to try next time? Yeah, that's huge. How can I support you? What can we learn from it? What can we take mm-hmm. from it? Was it silly to make that mistake? So even making light of it, yeah. depending on the mistake, if it's that she got mad and hit her sister, mm-hmm. apologizing, how do we repair that mistake that's yeah. made? I see it show up for parenting in other ways too, like um, only posting our kids' most perfect moments on Facebook. Well, they're all perfect, right? Oh, shit. Based on the parents' view. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest that that is not true. He's a little angel. <laughs> <sighs> or your kids have to be perfectly dressed to go to the store because mm. we're controlling the narrative that our family is put together. We look good. All the things. Now you're talking about that one's own need for perfectionism because of the fear of failing, a fear of that judgment mm-hmm. bleeding onto their children. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or you've got to get into the private school or you've got to get certain mm-hmm. grades or you've got to be the captain of the sports team, not just on the sports team, but the captain of the sports team. The best clothes, name brand at the time. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes as parents, it's a reflection of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Same with my partner. Yeah. This happens in partnerships where I make sure my partner's dressed to the nines, that we never talk mm-hmm. about conflict because we don't ever fight. Yeah. Right. And it, and it goes back kind of a little bit of what I was saying is being a perfectionism can lead to low self-esteem, but also yeah. low self-esteem perfectionism could be a way that one tries to cope with that. True. It's a cycle. Say more about that. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't feel good about yourself, beat up, then, well, if I'm perfect, then no one can say that I'm not mm-hmm. good enough. But then we continue to instill this narrative that I'm not meeting perfect because you'll never meet perfect. Never. And so it's almost like affirming these the mm-hmm. fears from the get-go, um, which then just increases or exacerbates the self, low self-esteem. I see it show up in phrases like, I'm a failure, or I'm mm-hmm. not good enough, or I'm unlovable. But also phrases like, I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I have to sacrifice my needs for other people's needs so that they like me. Yeah. I have to go on this like crazy diet train so that I have the perfect body, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It shows up in these really covert ways, but ways that are disruptive, ways that keep us very distant from our authentic self. Per- comparing is a big part of perfectionism. Yes. Comparing. And social media does not help us at all <laughs> in that process because everyone, no. should, exactly what you said, they all their kids' precious moments, all their own precious moments, a highlight reel. Mm. Like you said in the previous episode, highlight reel, right? Yes. The mom groups. I don't know about dad groups, but the mom groups. Dads don't have groups. Just get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> but the mom groups of, and it's those subtle comments we've talked about in previous episodes of, mm, you use mm-hmm. formula? Oh, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't co-sleep? Oh, your, your kid's not in mm-hmm. I-9 sports? Mm. And it's that subtle judgment that then we're like, oh shit, like I have to do all these things to meet expectations. Sometimes of people I don't even know. Yeah. But just this inherent pressure to always be better, mm-hmm. perfect, or at least perceived as perfect. Yeah. And the, the problem with it is one, you'll never meet perfect. And two, no. even if you are in this perceived, I'm putting air quotes up, but perceived 
sense of perfection, someone will always find a way to criticize you. Truth. You'll always find a criticism because you can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. So you never win. So what does that mean when you don't meet that? You're just miserable at that point, right? Put ourselves in these, un- these unattainable standards. So we're constantly in a state of failure and disappointment. Whereas if we can adjust the mm-hmm. expectations to what's actually reasonable, yeah. then we get to say, okay, mm-hmm. it's good enough. Right? That phrase is such a beautiful phrase. Good enough. I am good enough. Mm-hmm. My house is good enough. Things are good enough. Except for in the military. We could not say that working on million dollar <laughs> aircraft. Or, <laughs> so maybe not. It's good enough. Maybe, maybe context. It like mostly flies. <laughs> this wing will be okay. Duct tape did it right. It's good. That's so bad. Um, one, one thing that I, that I think is um, prevalent, which I, I think is surprising, um, is procrastination and perfection that go hand in hand. The three Ps. Perfectionism, procrastination, paralysis. Yeah. So we want perfect. So we then drag our ass, we procrastinate. And then we drag for so long that, oh my gosh, this deadline or this goal is looming. So then I go into straight paralysis. I freeze and can't move. And it's actually really debilitating. And putting you in a situation to not meet this ideal. Yeah. And and you know, what's a very um, interesting part of this too, is say you do meet your ideal. Mm -hmm. You don't feel good about it. You're not done. You just go to the next thing. Well, I did it. So it must not have been good enough. Like someone else could do it. Okay. I need something else. Mm-hmm. We're not proud of ourselves for those moments. Well, mm-hmm. if I obtained it, then that's not perfect because I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. You never win. Or, well, okay. That one's done. What's the next thing I need to, mm-hmm. to fix, to do? So we never get a place to celebrate, to rest, to be mm-hmm. content. If they even feel, if we even feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's this mentality of, if it's perfect, part of it's like, I need to meet this. But then if I did, then it probably wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's literally no win in this. There's almost. no win. Yeah. And yet it's pervasive. Yeah. Some of it comes from, I think from media, right? You have to have this certain body image. You have to make this certain wealth amount. Yeah. You're not cool if you don't get to go to this really fancy resort or have mm-hmm. this really sweet watch. Part of it comes from Facebook that kind of social media, who we choose to follow. Do we follow people who encourage authenticity and differing ideas of what success looks like? Or do we follow one prescribed model and really strive for that? Yeah. Family. How does our family talk about it? I think that's an important, I mean, I think a starting point is to really think about mm-hmm. what does it mean to make this mistake for you or your family mm-hmm. or your kids? How do you respond to that? How were you told growing up? Mm-hmm. to respond to that or not. Mm-hmm. What does that even look like? And often it's genderized. Like I think about mm-hmm. growing up for me, my brothers could get C's and D's. That's good enough. If I got a B, interesting. my ass was in trouble. Hmm. But my brothers had a different standard. Same with like their rooms mm-hmm. or the rules around the house, right? Hmm. The rules were much more stringent for me. And that created this dynamic of, I've always got to be better. But now as an adult, my siblings have said, not super close with most of my siblings, have said like, well, you just think you're perfect. Well, you're on your high horse. Well, you think you're better than us. And I don't hold that belief, but that- that um, Kind of instilled upon you. Pattern of thinking was instilled on my family because yeah. the caliber was different. Or instilled upon you mm-hmm. for that higher expectation that you're holding, right? And so now if I, like even in our PhD- if I got a B, I felt like my world was ending. 
which it didn't matter. I was going to graduate. <laughs> I'm not going on for another degree because that was the last degree I could get. Yeah. So it had literally no relevance, but I, it crushed. I me. can't tell you how many times I've seen this in academia when I like, <sighs> with, with students, the emails I get if they were getting a B plus. And Ooh. the thoughts they have is like, I'm done. My college career is over. Like they're looking for jobs. Like just this neurotic cycle into like the worst case scenario. Freaking out. Be, and you're like, your GPA is still 3.92. Um, I had a student throw an object at me for two points when I was a professor because I wouldn't give them back the two points, which by the way, they did get them back by going to the Dean, even yeah. though they threw something at me. Yeah. It doesn't that, matter. But that perfectionism. That perfectionism is driving. just in there yeah maybe some title title <laughs> but, oh lord but, but even for ourselves i mean especially in graduate school there's perfectionism i must get a's i must i, I have to get all a's and but we see even in elementary middle high school now oof. we've got to be an ap we've got to graduate with with an associate's degree with this that or the other you've got to go to private school you have to pay big bucks yeah. to get a good education otherwise you're not gonna amount to anything you're gonna be devastated your world's yeah. over by the time you're five. Meanwhile, they don't talk about trade schools and people going into, yeah. <sighs> Which are just as successful. Just, yeah. Yeah. And great jobs. I've had clients who are nervous to say like, I didn't graduate high school. I have my GED. And I had one just recently. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, great. That's yeah. wonderful. And to them it was, oh, but I have a GED. Yeah. And I'm, I still think it's great, but it's that caliber that we set yeah. up of success. Yeah, what this is that message like? from society mm -hmm. of what's perfect, what's not. And, yes. and what does that do to one's self-esteem and self-worth when they're not meeting these standards, whether put upon by society or themselves or a mixture of them, mm -hmm. them both. And I think an important thing we can do for ourselves is not only focus where we're not succeeding. Mm -hmm. We have many parts of our lives where we've been successful. Mm -hmm. We have to look at that. We have to hold those just as much as the ones where we're not, mm -hmm. if not more than the ones where we maybe haven't done that well. But typically in the perfectionistic mindset is I'm only hyper-focusing on what I yep. have failed at and I need to fix this now and fix this now or I'm a failure. I have clients do like a gratitude journal, but for the self. So five things that they're grateful for of their self or their body that day or writing out positive affirmations. These can be really powerful tools at mm -hmm. kind of rewiring the brain. Again, going back to that garden example I've talked about before, are we watering the weeds or are we watering the flowers? To water the flowers here, we have to let go of some of that perfectionism, some of that internal dialogue of I'm a failure, I'm, I'm not as skinny as so-and-so, I'm not gonna be as successful or rich as this other person, I'm not lovable. And instead water the flowers that say, I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. My body's not where I want it to be. And I have two, three, four children. Or yeah, I don't make as much money and that's okay. Yeah. And I think you're hitting on two, two of the big things that I feel are important in fighting perfectionism. Self-compassion. Yep. And self-forgiveness. Mm, talk about the talk about both, but especially the latter. So self-compassion is giving yourself grace for being human. Grace over guilt. We reach it to my clients. We are human. Mm -hmm. We're going to make mistakes. There's no such thing as perfection. We're going to fail our partners, our loved ones. We are human. Mm -hmm. And engaging in things that really help build our self-compassion, which mm -hmm. starts with giving ourselves grace, mm -hmm. focusing on the things that we appreciate of ourselves and enjoy about ourselves, not comparing, but what we really enjoy yeah. about ourselves and finding that and trying to find that. The self-forgiveness piece is probably one of the hardest Mm -hmm. um, 
pieces in my opinion, because we have to find ourselves worthy enough to forgive ourselves. Mm. But what happens with perfectionism is we beat down our sense of worthiness. Mm -hmm. We have to be perfect because we're not worthy. Mm-hmm. And so here we're needing to find a place to forgive ourselves for failing. If we can forgive ourselves for not being perfect, then the damage I think is a lot less. Mm-hmm. It can be life-changing, yeah. right? Because I get to live in joy and contentment mm-hmm. rather than rumination, thinking yeah. things over a thousand times or guilt or shame mm-hmm. or fear. Yeah. And that self-compassion and self-forgiveness kind of go hand in hand because by being compassionate yourself, you're giving yourself grace. You're kind of forgiving yourself for not being this whatever perception of perfect you've set for yourself. And it has a ripple effect in our relationships, right? Because if I if I am constantly nitpicking myself, I'm going to attract friends that are also in that realm. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that I... why we're both sitting here? Or... <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Our PhD program's exacerbated oh, our perfectionism. <laughs> but if I can choose friends that are gentle to themselves, gentle to their loved ones, that I track that energy in. Mm-hmm. Same with partnerships. If I am beating myself up, chances are I'm going to let my partner beat me up a little bit verbally. Yeah. We get more permissive when we're already doing it to ourselves. So one thing that attracted me to my wife, and I was like, I have to be around somebody that has what she has. She's very confident in herself, not mm-hmm. in a cocky way, but she makes decisions, does things, and she does not care. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. I'll cook, and I'm like, how'd you like it? Did you like that? Did it taste good? Is there something I could do different? My wife's like, they get what they get. And she's content. Like, she's just <laughs> And confident. that drives you absolutely nuck and futs. <laughs> I, I love it, though. I love that she's so confident in that, and it, yeah. and it helps me strive to the fact that why does it matter if you know, mm-hmm. that it has, this food has to be perfect mm-hmm. um, or whatever it might be. And, and that is something that I, like you talk about the ripple effect and surrounding ourselves. That was something that I, you know, intentionally mm-hmm. wanted to surround myself with. Cause that's, I find that as an anomaly, probably more so than the norm. Absolutely. Perfectionism, I think it's very, very, very common. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about the opposite, which would be like complacency, right? No, no, no. We're not talking about this state of, well, I just don't give any shits, so <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. Ignorance is not bliss. <laughs> we don't want you to live in that world either, right? There's a healthy yeah. self-awareness. Yes, good point. But that ripple effect is huge because when I start to treat myself with kindness, with respect, with dignity, mm-hmm. when other people don't, family, friends, co-work, whatever, I all of a sudden I tolerate their bullshit anymore. I all of a sudden mm-hmm. can instill boundaries a little bit more. Yeah. But it also ripples downward towards younger generations. My kids hear how I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. They hear how I talk about failure or mistakes. And that is going to impact their narrative when they're my age. Yes. So, and you're hitting on hypercritical. Mm-hmm. That is something that I hear in all perfectionists, hypercriticism mm-hmm. on themselves and other people, especially if they're comparing themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. Circumstances. There's never a sense of like dropping the shoulders, being at ease. Mm-hmm. We must be vigilant. We must yeah. be on edge. We must be attuned and mm-hmm. changing all the time. Yeah. So even vacations, the slightest mm-hmm. thing goes wrong, the whole trip is shot. Yeah. Right? Because it's not perfect. Yeah. We can get that perfect family photo. If we can't mm-hmm. have this day work out exactly as planned, we see it in weddings, mm-hmm. right? That slightest tweak and nope, the whole mm-hmm. thing's ruined. Yeah. Rather than that one moment didn't go as planned, but the rest of it is still great. Yeah. 
it's kind of like looking at a blank white piece of paper and put a black dot on there and you notice the black dot and you hyper fixate on it mm-hmm. and you wonder about that perfection. Why is it there? How can we make it better? And you fix that in, but instead of focusing all this other area, like the vacation or the photos, mm-hmm. you're focusing on the hair's out of place. Oh my, I don't like my smile. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that black dot. It would really piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. Okay, I struggle with perfectionism here. Like this is no secret. Yeah. Struggle with it. You kind of you kind of have to have some sense of it. We're not talking about like having none of it. Good point. Um, because you kind of had to to get through like a PhD program or some different occupations. Or at least high drive to to do better yeah. or different. The important piece is there is what do you do when you don't meet that? Mm-hmm. You can challenge yourself, have these goals that might be a little out of touch and work hard for them, but if you don't don't make, meet them, what happens? Am I devastated? Do I quit? Is it all ruined? Yeah. Does if if I make a mistake with, can maybe I yell at my daughter? Mm-hmm. Is it okay? That moment sucked, or is it I'm the worst mother? Oh my gosh, I should have never had kids. What am I doing? I'm <laughs> the worst hole. wife. I'm a terrible human, and now I've gone from I had a moment to mm-hmm. I'm an entirely ruined human. Yeah, yeah, and I've said it multiple times. Like, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. when you don't meet that expectation and get honest with yourself about that and the the thing so find out what it you know what it means and and yes get honest with yourself the other piece is um well lost my train of thought because i'm not perfect there uh, <laughs> yeah it'll come back lost that one. <laughs> beautiful example of how to handle not being perfect <laughs> oh my goodness that's okay. I'll just beat myself up later. Oh, Craig. <laughs> but it happens, right? And maybe there's some areas where we're a little more gentle with ourselves than others. Mm. Get clear with yourself. Do an assessment with yourself. Where do you have perfectionistic tendencies? How is that having a negative mm. impact on your space? I remember now. You're welcome. Because I'm perfect. I don't make mistakes. So here we go. You're welcome. <laughs> so the, oh my God, did I just lose it again? Oh, <laughs> Is imperfectionism, we're so focused on the end goal, we can never truly ever enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And finding ways and being intentional about enjoying the process can help with that perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I may not Good meet point. the end goal, but look at these things I did along the way, yeah. that I met along the way, that I enjoyed along the way, that I appreciated about myself, about how I handled. Like maybe like for this podcast, oh, I did well a majority of the time. There was a mistake where I had a brain fart, but... Uh, <laughs> But the process, enjoying yeah. kind of the things along the journey. And it's very hard to enjoy the journey when you're so focused on meeting the end goal because that is a product of your self-worth. Can we find the silly or the the learning in the mistake, right? Can we laugh? Yeah. Can we say, oh, that was really silly, right? Yeah. Or do we go to a place of, I'm ruined. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Yeah, I'm so embarrassed. I hear that often. I'm ashamed. Mm-hmm. I wish I was someone different. Yeah. Why did Susie down the street, she never does this based on all the Facebook posts I've seen and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I love Facebook for so many reasons. Yeah. Got my own things about it. But but a recap of things to consider again, go back to the narrative. What are you telling yourself? What do mistakes mean? Where did that come from? Work on self-esteem, build your self-esteem, your self-worth, find things that you love about yourself Mm -hmm. um, and find ways to intentionally enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Like even if you set up a vacation, the goal is a vacation, but what about the long, the long uh, along the way, mm-hmm. the car drive, like what, what happened along that or the plane ride or. And if things don't go as planned, 
practice coping skills to tolerate that. Yeah. You may not have the tolerance for that right now. So we work our way there, right? Yeah. We work our way to where deep breathing is helpful, where we can reframe our thoughts in a compassionate or forgiving mm-hmm. way. It takes time to get this. Does not get another pressure for perfectionism. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You don't need to be perfect at trying to be imperfect. <laughs> imperfect, yeah. But having those coping skills of, eh, that sucked or, yeah. you know, I am disappointed mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. We're or not, it'll be okay. We're not going to win them all. Unless you're me. Yeah. things are going to happen like this language those are that kind of that reframe right Mm -hmm. that compassion so even as therapists we encounter with our clients there are times i make mistakes with clients or i forget something times i do it all the time (laughs) it's only been like you know a few many times for me but (laughs) where you forget something where we don't have the perfect way to help yeah and that's okay with parenting i try my best am i going to be perfect no Mm -hmm. But I don't think my kids expect me to be either. If your partner, I do want to say this, if your partner is one who expects you to be perfect, maybe reassess that relationship or consider couples counseling. Because if they're driving these insecurities, that's not a healthy dynamic anyway. Yeah. Walking on eggshells your entire relationship. No, thank you. No, no, it sounds terrible. And this is going back to what you're talking about with the, our own kind of need for perfection to complete into and have that ripple effect on other areas of our life. Mm -hmm. Man, this is, it's just ingrained in our culture. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us today as we talked about perfectionism. As always, if you have any questions, tips, um, things you'd like us to talk about in the future, feel free to email us at relationshipsinsideout at gmail.com. And we look forward to chatting with you next week. Thanks.